G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 111 of the Outback Mind podcast. Thank you so much for joining in once again, uh, episode 111, and today is the 11th of October, so synchronicity there. Now, today I've got a lovely lady on um, to talk to me about self-acceptance. Now, something uh, with us guys um, is we beat ourselves up a lot and uh, we, we find it really hard to, to pat ourselves on the back or give ourselves compliment. We're always sort of in that uh, denial mode and, uh, and not really uh, you know, loving ourselves primarily, which is such a hard thing to do. So I have Jane Robinson along with me, who is the founder of what's called the Good Enough Institute. We're going to talk a lot about self-acceptance and self-awareness and what we can actually do to be kinder to ourselves. It's something that I battle with and I have for a long time. You know, I'll be the first to admit that, you know, um, I always beat myself up. I go for a run. Uh, I, I beat myself up about, you know, all sorts of stuff while I'm running where I should be enjoying it. It's, it's hard to switch the mind off and just get into the flow state. But I know when I do that, it's, it's so much better. Um, but not just in that activity, within everything in life, being accepting of yourself and kind to yourself. And once you can do that, you kind of do others. And, uh, that's what it's all about. I really believe that, you know, if we can start to use this uh, moment in time as an opportunity to flip our thinking, then it's not only going to impact our own life, it's going to impact many others around us. So really sure you're going to enjoy this conversation. Really uh, hope you can share it with men and women uh, alike uh, out there. Just want to make special mention to our primary partners, Green Nutritionals, who provide green organic superfoods. So please uh, check out their website and support them, greennutritionals.com.au. Also Pure Life uh, Bakery, who make uh, organic spreaded breads, which are available all around Australia. Please check them out, green, uh, sorry, purelifebakery.com.au. And also Force Australia, if you're looking to employ staff or looking to get into work in Queensland or WA, uh, please check out their website. They've got roles available and also some tremendous people looking for uh, for opportunities. So if you're looking for, uh, to employ people, uh, please give them a go. That's macforce, M-A-C-F-O-R-C-E.com.au. All righty, appreciate you joining in, uh, listening to Jane and I. I hope you uh, really enjoy this chat. Welcome to the Outback Podcast, Outback Mind Podcast, Jane. Thank you very much, Aaron. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Yes, I'm, I'm really grateful uh, for you joining me. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned, um, I've only just started to bring ladies onto this podcast uh, to try and help guys uh, out there just to, to get a bit of a different perspective on things and also you know, to understand a bit more about uh, our partners or girlfriends or whatever and um, you know, to be able to, to help um, you know, people in general understand women's uh, perspectives and their way of life and, uh, and what they go through as well. You know, and, and we don't sort of get a, a roadmap for this sort of stuff. You know? So it's, it's been really enjoyable and there's plenty of uh, awesome women coming onto this. So you're the third one. So really uh, grateful for you, uh, you know, uh, spending time with me this afternoon to have a chat. Yeah, no, it's great. I think that's um, a really, really cool thing that you're setting out to do, so I'm more than happy to be a part of it. Yeah, good on you. So can you tell me a bit about yourself? Like, I know what you're doing now, and um, I'd really like to know sort of how life's evolved for you to be able to get to this position that you're in and, and doing something that you really enjoy. Yeah, um, well, it's, it's been a bit of a, uh, a bumpy road and a bit of a, um, a road I didn't expect that would come about this way, I suppose. So um, I grew up in a, a small country town and I, I have a twin brother and older brother, but um, my twin brother is, was the cause of 
much of my discomfort or, you know, things that sort of pushed me outside of my um, bounds growing up and constantly compared myself to him and, and how confident he appeared to be and that mm. I wasn't necessarily, you know, um, full of confidence and a few sort of things happened at school as the, they usually do, you know. We all sort of incur those sort of things, but it really changed who I was as a person and I used to be this happy-go-lucky, fearless little girl. Mm. Um, but then I changed along the journey and I became very very shy, very nervous, very embarrassed sort of and, and to be myself and um, that's sort of been in essence what I have been trying to get back to and what's brought me to where I am today and, and why I'm able to have such a big impact with the people that I work with I think is because I've been constantly um, looking at how I can evolve as a person and how I can look to who I am, who I used to be, who I want to be and, and how I can get there. Um, and it wasn't, it was just through sort of stumbling upon coaching that that was able to happen. I think um, I, was, I was living in London for a number of years and um, as a teacher was feeling like it wasn't really my calling um, and that I wanted to do something else, uh, but I sort of wasn't sure what. And as mentioning, you know, with the whole confidence and um, self self-worth being good enough, self-acceptance, all that sort of thing. I was um, pretty heavy into personal development, really loved it and just mm. loved that I could escape from who I thought I was going to be because of what happened and, and become who I really wanted to be. Mm. And I was talking to my um, parents on a Skype call um, one afternoon because they were back in Melbourne and uh, I was talking about this, this book and my dad actually said to me, knowing that I wanted to be something else other than teaching, said, oh, have you ever thought about coaching? And um, at that point, I just I said no, had had no idea, never heard of it before. Um, so, me being me, and um, you know, wanting to to dive into everything, I, I jumped off the phone call and googled coaching, and and pretty much I think about half an hour later, I was signed up to go to the coaching academy's um, weekend long free taster course there to see what it was all about. Unreal. And I remember walking into. Um, the, into the room and, and going to the registration desk and seeing towards the on the on the left hand side there a banner and it said up the top for most of you this will be a great experience um, for some of you this will be life changing and I remember looking down at it and just thinking I've got no idea what this is but I want that to be me mm. and it absolutely was I just walked out of there and I was blown away by coaching and what it you know what it was all about and how it could help people and. I've never looked back. Unbelievable. So that well, firstly, you've got to be proud of yourself to, to take that leap. But where, where were you brought up? Like, what, what country town were you? Yeah, I grew up in Ararat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm from Horsham, just up the road. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah <laughs> unreal. There you go. It's uh, I know Ararat very well. There's a big uh, a big palace on the hill called Aradale up there, which was uh, pretty infamous in Ararat. So that's right. Yeah, yep. unreal. So yeah, look, Jane, I. I'm really grateful to hear you say that because, yeah, when you've got someone in your family that's domineering and you're sort of living in their shadow, it can be quite challenging. And, 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 and very similar to myself, you were probably pretty, um, pretty out there and happy-go-lucky, but I know through high school that sort of got squashed uh, within me and I, I sort of come into that shyness as well and, um, you know, used alcohol and that just to mask uh, the... The, the feeling of, um, I suppose, 
uh, not being good enough, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, through that period. And, uh, yeah, I always just had this thing inside me that wanted to get out and, and be myself, but you were just in this system and program which was unaligned, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I have a very similar experience. I used to drink um, because that was the only time I could truly be myself and it was the yeah. only thing that I could use to help me get to there. Mm. Mm, yeah, that's true. And so many country people are, are, are probably the same, I guess, yeah. Yep, I'd say so. So, <laughs> so, it's, so it's pretty common. So I think our story, uh, and it took me a, a long time to actually have the courage to talk about that, you know, because I'd be fearful of judgment of what other people thought and, um, you know, what could um, you know, could come from that, you know. But I think now it's, it's great that we can actually openly and honestly talk about this sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you share, there's a there's a power behind it, and not from a oh look at me or or you know anything other than just sharing your perspective, your story, and and how it's changed you and how you've come out the other side. Yeah. So so let's step back on your own personal journey. So you just went through school. You become a teacher because you thought that's what you had to do. That's what society ex- maybe expected of you to take a pathway which was secure and all those sorts of things, and to be able to, um, you know, get into a job, but you never really had any uh, real soul connection with what you were doing? Correct, yep. was just sort of going through the motions, and I actually did a, a Bachelor of Fine Arts and majored in drawing, and I got to the end of that and really had no idea how to make a, a living or what to do, so that was how I sort of chose teaching, and I thought mm. my sort of thoughts were... Well, yeah, you get lots of holidays and they're paid pretty well, so that'll do, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until, because um, I pretty much finished or uh, qualified teaching and then nine months later I'd moved to London when a friend called and said, hey, why don't you come over here? So um, I didn't have a lot of uh, teaching experience or expertise to, to draw on and, and teaching over there was very, very different to here. So it was a bit of a, um, a shock to the system, that's for sure. Oh, no doubt. So, so you landed a job pretty quick? Well, yeah, I was actually jumping from school to school. So I was registered with an agency and they call you on the morning and, and give you work and tell you, hey, this is where you need to go. So I did that for a little while until a couple of schools asked for me permanently there. Mm, unreal. And, and how old were you then? Uh, I was 22 when I went over there. So, yeah. yeah, I think around about 23 when I got permanent work there. Pretty young. So... So, so you worked as a teacher for quite a few years over there and then come back and did that. Um, but there was this thing bubbling away uh, underneath, uh, I'd, uh, I'd imagine, the whole time. Yeah, definitely bubbling away, <laughs> for sure. And what did it look like? So, so you were like, um, you were in a job, uh, just going through the motions, uh, but you, you sort of realised that there was more to life than, than what you were actually doing? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I think it took a, a very bad breakup actually for me to really go enough, enough, enough is enough. And um, I was just getting through the week just so I could drink on the weekend, have a good time, drown my sorrows and escape from mm. reality basically. And yeah. I realised it's not what I want to do anymore. Like life has to be more to life than this. Yeah. What else is out there? And that's what, that was the driving force. Yeah, well done. Tell me... Um how old were you when you when you you went to that conference? Uh, I think I was twenty five. Twenty five was I? Twenty twenty six, twenty five, somewhere around there. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So you've been doing it for a while now. Like that, 
was that scary to step into uh, going into something which was unknown? And mind you, I did my wellness coaching training years ago and then went and studied positive psychology, which was like really foreign because the clinical model had been, you know, the, the way to go for years. And I felt really uh, uneasy, like doing something which was uh, not mainstream and, um, you know, I was seen as being something uh, that, 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 that was new that, um, you know, got a lot of negativity, but things have changed now. So did you have much hesitation uh, when you got into this? Uh, look, I I didn't have hesitation jumping into the course. I was just like, you know, guns blazing like I am with the most other things and thought this is absolutely just the bee's knees, I want to keep doing this. But it was probably when um, my best friend at the time said to me, I, you know, was really excited. And I remember we were in Dublin on St. Patrick's Day and um, celebrating and, and I said to her, oh, look, I've just been accepted into... Um, this this coaching course and she basically just laughed at me and said oh, just be careful you don't get scanned and mm, yeah, <laughs> it right. just made me feel like wow like yeah. really okay I'm really excited about this and that's what you think so mm. I guess that was probably the first um, point that made it a little challenging and then after that it was then going out and, and getting clients and talking to people about this sort of thing but at that time it was sort of like oh well you know what is this it's not you're not a psychologist but what are you what do you do and yeah you've yeah, obviously met with some skepticism but I think it's like everything and the more comfortable you get within yourself with whatever it might be that you're um, facing then the less of the external uh, is reflected in that Mm, that's true absolutely and, and there's always the the self-doubt so the negative mind will kick in and try and protect you from you know making a leap into something where you know there's an opportunity and, and a need but but um you're right like and when you think about it now like uh we we actually need someone to support us on the journey and uh, i'd always talk about indigenous or not so much indigenous cultures but eastern cultures where they have a a, a guru or mentor, whoever it may be, that they can follow their whole life, you know, so it keeps them on track and on path. And, um, you know, I just think we get, we, we fall out of alignment really easily in, in this Western society because it's not really geared to the, uh, to support the human, you know, we're put into fear a lot and we're sort of, we're denatured consistently and we, we get thrown out of rhythm. And, um, uh, you know, to have someone that's uh, helping you walk the path, I think, is really important. So, you know, it took a, a lot of guts for you to actually see that at the time to to maybe say, well, no, this is what's needed and this is what I, this is what I want to do. Yeah, thank you. I think um, I put a lot of it down to, <clears throat> I don't know, whatever you want to call it, like sole purpose or just the feeling that I have that's in, inside of me that generates the you know moving forward every day I still get those feelings today where I'm I'm, I'm not enough or oh gosh mm-hmm. this is hard like can't possibly do this and or the whole imposter syndrome thing but it's that feeling inside that just pushes me forward and keeps me going mm, yeah that's true because you know it's there and you're right once we can actually learn to tap into what our, our, our job is here and what um what our purpose is then if you keep coming back to that then you're going to be mentally well because you're living in alignment you know if you're not living in alignment then you're going to go on the weekend and start drinking and that just to try and get yourself back into some sort of coherence again it's uh it's this sort of roller coaster we go on you know um so it took a lot of courage for you to do that with um with regards to what you're doing now so you've set up what's called um uh, uh, the good enough initiative or good enough project is that what you're mm-hmm. mainly doing full time, like like working in that space? 
So I'm actually doing a lot of, um, some, I'm a performance coach and I work a lot with leaders at the moment and the Good Enough Initiative was born out of COVID last year and it's funny, before we started this podcast, you mentioned about Ash Barty, well, mm. her coach, uh, Ben Crow, was actually the person that inspired me to yeah. put together the Good Enough Initiative. Um, so it's actually uh, not a lot of what I'm doing at the moment because it's um, we're in Melbourne in lockdown and I was due to have it rolled out into schools, um, had a couple mm-hmm lined up but unfortunately um the because of covid being locked down i haven't been able to execute it yet yeah yeah, that's a shame but just hang in there because that'll uh that'll take care of itself and the kids need it you know like uh, how many kids are going to be going through self-doubt and denial and all those sorts of things at the moment they need someone like you that's walked the path that actually has taken the opportunity to say no i'm I'm going to redivert my life here and if we can help a young person align um, early, then that's going to set them on a path of uh, of joy for life, you know, because they're going to be doing something that they want. There's so many people that, that, that aren't, you know. So so with regards to the people that you coach as a performance coach now, what does that look like? Yeah, so generally speaking, I work with leaders in um, diff- all different kinds of capacities, but they're in a space of change. They're going through a new role. So just for example, they might have become um, a-, a team leader or a manager for the first time and it's dealing with these sorts of feelings like, you know, the imposter syndrome or, oh, I'm, I don't know how to do this. I haven't got enough experience. Um, I don't have the confidence to execute, you know, speaking to or having 22 people report to me when before I was just doing the day-to-day work or um, on the other hand, like I, I mainly see and not to sound sexist at all, but there's two distinct differences between the kinds of clients I get generally speaking. Um, it's generally speaking the women that come to me in terms of, you know, need some more confidence, that self-belief, self-worth, all those sorts of things around um, themselves, leading them effectively and also helping to demonstrate enough authority so that they can lead their teams properly and and also progress in their careers. But then on the other side, I have men coming to me because, um, you know, they they too want to build confidence as well in a lot of situations, but it can also be the fact that they've been um, a very sort of authoritarian um, leader in their approach. They've been told that, hey, this is the way we do it. This is, you don't question me, this is what happens. Mm. Um, And they're now looking at, um, how can I become a more well-rounded leader? How can I demonstrate that empathy? How can I build my team's capabilities so that I'm being more inclusive and bringing them on a journey with me mm. rather than, you know, just being telling them exactly what to do? Um, for example, I worked, I did a, a seven-week intensive program with um, an incredible, um, incredible man just finished the other week and he's... Um, signed on now for my monthly program but at the beginning he came to me with the attitude of um well i've i've been sidestepped in terms of my um, my job role what i was doing been been at the company for over 12 years successfully climbing the ladder and and now i've been sidestepped because of you know a certain incident that happened Mm -hmm. um can you help me do what i need to do to get promoted again and it was very much help me get what i need and then and he was sort of a self-proclaimed leader that said, um, I basically, um, what was his words to me? Something like, um, I, I'm a steamroller with a Teflon front. Yeah, <laughs> basically, right. yeah. Super confident, super direct, you know, this, this is it, do it my way or the highway. And it was beautiful to see things unfold because at the end of it, 
without him actually even being aware of it until I brought it to his attention. I said, hey, look, at the beginning, you came to me and it was this, how can I get this, this, and this? And now I said, you have this ability to be able to read people and to see what they might need and to see things from their perspective. Mm. And you're already bringing them on this inclusive journey without even thinking, hey, what do I get out of it? And it was just incredible to see the growth that he'd gone through and the change. Mm, That's true. See, my, my, my belief is that too many leaders are above the shoulders. If you can get a leader, a leader to, to come more, more from a heart space, then that, that, mm-hmm. that, that builds confidence and trust and, and, you know, belief within the individual, you know, and it's something that, 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 that is rare. I believe we have this um, innate ability within all of us to be, to be able to come from that space, but to be able to do it well and, you know, live in that, in that, in that space too, but also, you know, be able to deliver it into a workplace or a sporting club and so forth. It's really important. And, you know, compassion and gratitude and kindness and all these sorts of things that we, we seem to, you know, suppress um, for, for greed and mm-hmm. judgment and comparison and criticism and all that, you know, to be able to really observe that, I think is super important, but um yeah like that that guy's example is just one that you can actually turn someone's um you know uh pathway around just by showing them a, a different perspective mm, 100% and i think that's that's it we're not um you know taught growing up and and you know the media that's projected and all sorts of things that it doesn't really create one that you just spoke about mm. no that's true absolutely and see like, i was in that mindset too for a long time you know and and my default setting will go back to that too. I just got to keep checking that and, and trusting that things are going to be okay. And once you you are able to 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 do that rather than force things, I think you can um, you, be, you can become more uh, in alignment not only as an individual but also as a leader. Would you agree? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, the heart space is the best place to be leading from. Mm. Mm, that's true, but it's so hard, you know, like. So getting back to self-acceptance, um, you know, what can people do to be able to be more accepting of themselves rather than critical of themselves and judgmental of themselves? Yeah, great question. Um, and when I think back to my own journey, and I'm by no means perfect or, um, you know, um, it's, it's going to be a lifelong journey as I see it, but um, the, the thing that made the difference for myself and given me the ability to be able to look more compassionately on myself because I'm still my own worst critic, I'm, you know, the harshest on myself mm. um, more than anyone, um, is to, to really know thyself. Yeah. Once you understand where your patterns come from, that you are the result of, um, you know, the, the experiences that you've had to date and your upbringing and what your parents are like and everybody that you've been surrounded by is basically the way that you are and that it becomes less about you and more about seeing what's there and, and helping yourself to recognise some of the things that might be blocking you or some of the things that you maybe don't like about yourself or that you could develop or, hey, maybe this has got nothing to do with me. It's it's just the way that I was brought up and now that I know that, I can change that. So I truly believe that when you have that self-awareness and when you really know yourself, um, that's when you can genuinely start to create change. Mm, yeah, well said. It's interesting, like my meditation practices change a little bit, but part of that meditation towards the end is I'll actually look at the... The, the parts of my life where I, I, I felt completely like 
wouldn't say scared, but vulnerable, like, you know, like things that happened to me that weren't my fault, to be able to go back and revisit that and just reassure myself, okay, this is how I do it now. You know, yeah. um, this is, this was, that was a reaction which has affected my behaviour, um, which, which becomes a default setting. But to go back to those, uh, those situations and be able to sort of uh, redirect them, I think over time your, 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 your programming will start to, uh, to, to, to take a, a different um, um, you know, perspective. So, so those, those, uh, those instances made me feel really insecure you know, a couple of things when I was a young person and a teenager and that, they made me feel really insecure. And uh, I just think that 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 is cellular, like that, that can go into your cellular memory, obviously, as it had. And, you know, when you are feeling vulnerable or feeling, you know, um, uh, unaligned, then you can go back to those feelings subconsciously and, and not actually uh, be aware of them. But, you know, to, to be aware of your behaviours and the way you react to things, I think is really important. It's a skill that we just haven't uh, haven't developed. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and the only way to rewire that is to, to know about it and to practice new ways of responding to that. And mm. it's like what you said, it's creating those new neural pathways. And the first time you do it, it's like, you know, say you go to the jungle and you're looking for wherever the treasure might be and you're trying to hack your way through the thick grass with your blade. Well, there's going to be all these grass, uh, big, long, tall pieces of grass. And the first time you do it, you probably, if you come back to that same point at the beginning, you're not really going to be able to see much of a path there. But the more regular you go through, the more work you do, and the more you keep reiterating those, you know, thoughts or those behaviours or whatever it might be, the clearer the path is going to be, and the easier it's going to be to, to go down that um, path continuously. That, that, yeah, that that's hard, you know, to do it on your own. So to have someone like yourself to 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 make you accountable, I think it's really important to to do that. You know, to be able to have someone walk the path with you and, and that investment can really um uh you know have uh, tremendous uh impact on, on on your life moving forward but that investment will pay for itself time and time again because you've you know you've got rid of the old habits but that's actually creating new opportunities which can lead to financial outcomes and all that um and i don't believe we need to be driven by financial outcomes we need to be driven by happiness and fulfillment and if that is taken care of then the financial stuff will will take care of itself Mm. Yep, for sure. I agree with that as well. If that makes and sense, and you'll yeah. also feel better. <laughs> yeah, that's it exactly. But but would you agree that like modern society is like really trying to knock us out of alignment as it has for a long time? You know, which which leads you to driving past the billboard saying go and drink alcohol on your way home. So you go to the bottle shop and you buy alcohol, and you're feeling miserable all the time. You know, um, I, I just think everywhere we look, we're being pushed into a corner of. Um, uh, uncertainty and insecurity, you know, but to be able to like avoid that and, and rise above it um, takes some courage and some work, but it, it can be done. Yeah, well, I think if you look at society the way it's geared, um, all of those things are prominent and they're front and centre and they're encouraging you at every turn to participate in that. So mm. it almost feels like sometimes like you're set up to fail in that way, but um, there are other ways and you certainly can overcome it and it's um, about, I guess, seeking for yourself what, what truly makes you happy. And I think we're always, um, you know, positioned towards taking something externally or 
you know, for example, it could even be buying something or, or if you do that, it's going to make you happier or you've worked so hard that, you know, have a beer and, and relax and mm. or whatever it might be. If, yeah, if we weren't pushing so hard all the time, um, I think that wouldn't be such an issue. But I think it's the, the, the thing inside of us that's pushing us or the emptiness that you might feel that uh, if you if you don't go down that path, then how do you discover it other other ways? And I think definitely what has helped me lead me to where I am today is the amount of you know reading the time in myself. I've invested doing courses, doing learning about things, spending time with coaches, um, you know, all that sort of thing. I think yes, you can you can definitely do a lot for yourself to a certain extent but that second person having their perspective and and having a different approach and that accountability can also be the thing that you need to yeah that's true and you know like we it's very rare for someone to have a parent that can really be strong and guide them the right way too you know so our parents are you know victim of their parents and so forth and, and their thinking isn't relevant in modern society you know um, so whether it's a professional thing you're wanting to try and pursue or something in your life, you like a habit you're trying to change, like those patterns and programming are pretty embedded. So you really need someone to help you, um, you know, um, change that and, and get back to the level of self-acceptance again because, the, as I said, as I mentioned, the negative mind will keep kicking in and keep, um, you know, directing you uh, to feel miserable about yourself unless you're prepared to sort of say no to that and, uh, and actually accept um that you're on a, on the right path and you are a good person and and if you are able to do that then everyone benefits not only just yourself I guess at the end of the day. Exactly, Aaron. That's right. So it's a it's a it's a tricky one, but yeah, this is the stuff they should have taught us at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> it's, yeah, mm. it's, it's amazing. Like I, I talk about it a lot that we were just really geared and educated to support the economy and. That's what happens. A lot of us leave school and we've got no idea about who we are or where we're going. You know, if they're actually able to teach us to, to be connected with our hearts and follow what it is that we really enjoy and the schools were able to help you tap into that, I think that's so much more more um, uh, potent and profound than actually like just going and, and becoming a teacher for the hell of it or, or whatever, you know, because if you're able to get that right from the start, your life can be a pure joy and everything will take care of itself. You're not chasing money to to have stuff, um, which is only going to give you temporary happiness, but all the, all the happiness is with inside you if you're able to um, find out what that actually is and be able to live from that space. Would you agree? Oh, 100%, yep. And I do think things are slowly, slowly changing, but I think it's going to be a long while yet before it continue, like, you know, gets to that point. Yeah, no, that's true, but it's... Got to try and keep hanging in there, and I think it'd be good for for people to to contact someone like yourself to be able to get uh, some advice, but also to maybe um, join one of your your training programs, uh, whether that be personal or online or, or whatever that may be. But um, how could people get hold of you, Jane, if they want to reach out? Yeah, that's a, a great question. So um, probably the best way would be. Um, I've got um, social media, so I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, I've got a website um, as well and an and email, so anyone could shoot me an email at um, Jane, which has got a Y in it, so J-A-Y-N-E at jrcoaching.com.au. Mm-hmm. Probably the best way. Yep. Easy, thank you. Now, three, three, three tips to take away with regards to be able to uh, develop better self-acceptance, what would they be? 
Oh, three tips. Okay. Um, number one, question yourself. So question, you know, where did that come from or why do I think that way? Um, and number two would be then to really ask yourself if that's the truth. Um, mm. So, for example, you know, just thinking about my own um, situation and with the, the not being good enough, well, is, is the fact that you're not good enough the truth or, or can that be changed? And then number three, find a way or make a way is one of my favourite quotes and it's, it's in Latin. I won't, I won't say it in Latin because I can't pronounce it properly, mm, but yeah. whatever you do, like if, even if it's just one small tiny little action, it might be picking up a book that you've got the, the inclination to read just because something tells you, yeah, this could be you know, a good book for you or even it's reaching out to somebody else online to have a chat with them. Just whatever small step it might be, it's often funny where those tiny little steps can lead you to go. Mm, incredible. That's it. It's hard to do, isn't it? Like, you know, it's easy to take the old programming and old pattern sometimes, but ask yourself the question, um, you know, where, whose thought is that? Where's this come from? Why am I doing this? Why am I going to do, uh, you know, eat too much or drink too much or whatever? Like, uh, I think with me with drinking, it was those... It was those times in my life that actually made me feel like, you know, weak and vulnerable on that. And that's the feeling I'd get when I when I was faced with, you know, like getting getting on the booze. Like you'd feel that weakness and, you know, it wasn't an empowered feeling. And uh, and that, that can lead you to overconsumption and those sorts of things, you know. And to be able to like, yeah, as I said, with that meditation I do now is to be able to confront those situations and then redirect them. I think eventually that'll start to... Um, to, to you know enforce some changes so that's um, yeah well said yeah absolutely so uh great i really appreciate your time and i really uh encourage people to uh invest in themselves and, and check out what you're doing and and uh, you know have a chat about what what might be possible for them to be able to develop better self-awareness self-acceptance and and self-love which is something that we don't um that we don't even consider or think about you know we, we can actually start to adopt some of these things as being uh, as key as uh, brushing our teeth and you know looking after our external body um, you know to be able to look after that internal stuffs you know really important so really uh, grateful for your time having a chat today and uh, yeah hopefully we're going to have some more in the future and um, hopefully some people will um, will touch base and and um, you know get you to uh, to help them uh, along the way so thank you thank you Aaron. it's been a pleasure and I really love what you're doing so keep it going. Guys, thank you very much for joining in. Uh, yeah, really encourage you to reach out to Jane. Could be uh, a life-changing thing to, with regards to just overcoming some of those blockages and actually learning some skills which can really help you um, and help not only yourself but a lot of other people uh, around you, your family, and, and everyone will benefit. So if you want to reach out to me, uh, please uh, love your feedback. Uh, support at backmind.com.au. Some awesome uh, people coming on uh, really soon this week, so please keep tuning in and please uh, share the podcast with others. Thank you. Cheers.